Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington and Jonas Knox. And coming up on the show, Happy New Year. And it was not a happy new year for Antonio Brown. It is the story making the NFL world go round. Antonio Brown at it again. We'll take a closer look at what the hell that was yesterday for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers wide receiver against the Jets. We're also going to take a look at the Cincinnati Bengals improbable season. They get it done, but are they a legitimate Super Bowl threat coming out of the AFC? Does it even matter who comes out of the AFC based on what we saw at Lambeau Field last night? We're going to have another edition of the FSR IR, and yes, a musical debut on the show. All of it is coming up next here. LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox, and you. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yeah. 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 It's two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. I know A.B. 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 All me when it's A.B. He's the All uh, me, Mr. A.B. The gift that keeps on giving, man. Antonio Brown. Now, there is no Brady Quinn. We're going to get into A.B. We don't have B.Q. here on the show today, uh, but uh, we are going to take you, you all the way You know what A.B. says? What's you know that? What he says? Make money, money. <laughs> or lose it when you don't hit your uh, your accelerators on your. Uh, well, you, you know, can't lose what you don't get. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Uh, we so we are going to be on the air until uh, nine a.m. Eastern time, six o'clock Pacific here on Fox Sports Radio. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates. You can listen to the show as always on the iHeartRadio app. And uh, Happy New Year! First show of the new year for us. And uh, how was the uh, New Year's weekend there, Sticks? It was great, man. We finished off your your uh, Christmas gift. Thank you very much. You got it. It was very well sipped, very well received by the people who sipped on it. Did you actually sip it though, or at some point did you just get frustrated and say, "I'm going back to the uh, to the oldie but goodie and start mixing it"? Well, if I'm being honest, <laughs> I mean, I don't care. I don't know anything about tequila. I, I did not. I took. I had to sip it first off because I was held accountable that as yes. a gift from you. And it being a sipping tequila that I sip it. So I did. Yeah. So I did not drink a whole bunch of it because I am not a non-put-anything-in-it type of guy with my my drinks. So for those who are true tequila connoisseurs, Trish, who doesn't use anything but a salt rim and a right. little bit of lime juice um, from a lime uh, I let them. I let them have at it, and it was it was gone and, quick. And and here's the other. Here's what else was. They gone. were using the big ball of uh, you know, the big ball ice. You know, oh, when yeah, you put yeah. them big old yeah, balls. Yeah. Into the, to your cup. I hear you. Yeah. yeah. Drop no, I hear you for sure. And, and we also need to get into uh, the uh, spread at the Arrington House for uh, mm-hmm. New Year's because uh, a, a couple of us on this show uh, tried to uh, compete and then realized, yeah, we're not winning that one. Uh, you guys took care of it and you got it done there. Uh, but it is uh, yeah. it is a busy weekend in the NFL. Week 17 in the books. We got playoff spots that are clinched. We've got uh, teams that have been eliminated. Uh, we got coaches that are feeling the heat. And then we've got Antonio Brown, uh, who had the meltdown of of all meltdowns uh, yesterday uh, in the game against the New York Jets. Uh, the Bucks were struggling a little bit. The Jets were uh, were pretty competitive. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, there's just a video of Antonio Brown taking off his shoulder pads, taking off his shirt, 
throwing his gloves and shirt into the crowd and then throwing up deuces and just walking out of the stadium while the game's going on. And nobody could really figure out what the hell was happening. Nobody had any idea what was going on. Apparently, uh, Bruce Arians wanted Antonio Brown to go back into the game. Uh, He was not interested in going back into the game. Uh, He had a meltdown. Mike Evans tried to to stop him from leaving, uh, but he bailed. Uh, Then he went on to social media afterwards. He referred to himself as a super gremlin, which uh, I I think is a phenomenal name. Uh, He released a rap song via Instagram, from what I heard. I don't know if, uh, if if anybody's had a chance to listen that I have not Uh, and now Bruce Arians after the game was asked by the media about the situation here's how it went down we want to talk about that last drive but I have to start with uh, can you tell us what happened to Antonio Brown did he quit I've never seen a guy leave a field like that and is this the last strike for him he is no longer a buck all right that's the end of the story let's talk about the guys that went out there and won the game so there's that and uh what a waste of a fake vaccine card. I mean, mm. you got of all like a perfectly good fake vaccine card uh, just out the window because uh, Antonio Brown's got to have a you know, that sort of a display of immaturity or whatever you want to call it, and then just leave in the middle of the game. What the hell's going on with AB? Yeah, so I I, I I was careful to really really try to put together like deconstruct it and then reconstruct it. Yeah, before I came in here and had something to say about it. Uh, you touched on a lot of it, you know, him coincidentally a rap song that he made was released the same day he 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 had his uh deal take place. Uh it was interesting. He it was reports that he asked the the state troopers to drop him off at the airport. <laughs> they told him no. Later on he had a so there was a social media post of the person driving A B around that was basically I think he was FaceTiming someone or he was recording it and putting it on FaceTime uh putting it on social media and A B's in the back of the, the truck lounging and and just being what I guess vintage A B would be in the moment, which was trash talking uh in the situation. And it you know, I kinda looked at I heard what I heard what Tom Brady said, have compassion for him. Uh, I heard what Arian said, he's no longer a buck. Uh, I started to try to put all of those things together. I saw a lot of famous players. I saw Adrian Peterson weigh in, hold your head up, King, and different things like that. I saw a lot of people showing a lot of support and a lot of people coming out saying, you know, before you start judging him or, you know, ripping him apart, uh, he needs help. And and that's what we should be focusing on. We should be praying that he needs help. And that's where I now come to where I was, you know, contemplating what was my internal take on this. I thought it was a temper tantrum that he threw on the sideline, a temper tantrum of, of epic proportion. I thought it showed a lack of accountability I thought it showed a person that is very selfish, it, it, it very self-driven. I, I saw it as as being a person that has an alternate reality, which some brilliant people, most brilliant people have alternate realities. Antonio Brown lives in a world that's 
been created by the environment and the world that he's created, and he lives in that. And if you don't live in AB's world, you would never be able to understand why he does the things that he does, how he does them, why he does them. And and that's what you have to understand. Where you will say on this side of being in AB's world, you will work your ass off to the bone. You will work in the in the off season and you will do workouts and route running and training. He's got a legendary work ethic. Out of out of this world. But then you have the same person that will walk out of a game in the middle of the game and make it a me me moment an i i moment and how he did it if you had if you had a, an issue with what was going on and you didn't want to go back into the game or or whatever the situation was just remove yourself from the field if you felt that if you felt that strongly about it just remove yourself from the field we can remember vonte davis did the same yeah. exact thing yep. and he, you know i quit i'm done and you know, he didn't make a spectacle of it. He didn't make a scene out of it. He just, he left that, I think he left that halftime. Yeah. I, I don't remember just the decided, details. decided, realized right then and there, I, I'm not helping this team. I don't want to do this anymore. Just bailed. So, in, in, in AB's alternate reality, I came to the conclusion, I said to myself, this is football. And for him to, to do what he did for, to his team in a football game, Ultimately, it comes down to it's it's your job, but yet it's also a sport. So it's like this weird dichotomy between it being your job and your profession and it being a child's game that you actually get an opportunity to have a job and make your profession and get paid for doing it. So I, I tried to put it in context. If a open heart surgery was taking place and every team member that was was there and tasked with a duty to make sure that that surgery was a successful surgery and someone didn't feel as though they were being appreciated the way that they wanted to be appreciated or being paid attention to the way they wanted to be paid attention to and they walked out of the operating room during that procedure, how would we view that person? How would we view them if if this was in the military and you were on the battlefield and there was a live firefight taking place and you didn't feel like something was right about how you felt the situation was taking place and you left the battlefield during an, an open fire firefight and said, I'm, I'm out of here. I don't want to do it. I'm done. I'll find my way home and then puts on social media, you know, I'm having a good time. I'm I'm rolling around New York. I'm good to go. At some point, you got to look at it and you got to say to yourself, when someone executes the way that he did, it doesn't you're not absolved because you can use he needs help. He's he's disturbed. He's mentally he's mentally and emotionally unstable. You can't absolve the culpability of what took place based off of those things. If he needs help, then get help. If he's mentally and and emotionally unstable, then seek help. But if those issues existed before you went into that game, 
even those people who need emotional mental health and have mental mental health issues, emotional issues, still have an accountability. They still owe it to the people that that match should matter the most to them, which is in that locker room. They should matter enough for that person to be able to get through. And if it's that bad, if that if that um, emotional mental health is that deteriorated and that out of whack, then it shouldn't play out on a field. Meaning, there's no way if you're that emotionally unstable where you need mental health help that it's not sought after long before he gets to the football field. Yeah. To think that to think that you pay millions of dollars to to your employees and you're not going to make sure that they are in the best condition that they could possibly be in, especially if the history of it is is it's out there, you're aware of it, you've made book that AB is someone that you got to pay attention to in that way. Let's keep that in mind. AB is somebody that we already know that you have to keep and take that into consideration where he's at mentally and emotionally. So to think that that was a a lack of care for AB is inaccurate. To think that there was not attention paid towards AB in terms of what his emotional and mental you know, health was, Tom Brady goes over and checks on the dude. He had nothing for him. And and you could tell at that point in time, which you would assume the only person that would maybe be able to talk to him and reach him and has put their self on the line for him over and over again has been Tom Brady. Tom Brady walked off. Just walked off like, yeah. can't talk to you. Like, you're going to do what you're going to do. I said what I had to say. Walked off. So to me... Coming in here, I'm not. I'm usually pro player and, and pro pro approach to say he should he should get attention. I'm praying for you, AB. You need help, and I hope you get the help that you need. That would be disingenuous of me to come in here and say that because to me, I think he's selfish. I think he's self centered. I think that he's self driven. I think that everything that matters to AB resonates and starts with AB and and that was his undoing and that has been his undoing and it's been his undoing for quite some time now and I'm not going to absolve him from being responsible for what it is that he did and letting the people down around him that were accountable to him and accountable to that team in in this situation i mean like there are two things can be true um mental health is important it's a real thing we should always pay attention to it and always be aware of it and also he may just be an a-hole i mean period like like the two things can be true and whatever his issues are there were multiple opportunities throughout his nfl career to figure it out there were multiple opportunities in new england to figure it out pittsburgh to figure it out he walked out on pittsburgh he walked out on new england he goes to the raiders that was a disaster then he gets another opportunity he wins a super bowl he's in tampa with them they need him because of the injuries they have to godwin and everything else that's going on and in the middle of a game they tried 
to work him back in. Bruce Arians tried to get him in, didn't want any part of it. Uh, Tom Brady tried to talk to him, didn't want any part of it. Uh, at one point, Mike Evans tried to stop him from taking his shoulder pads off, and he didn't want any part of it. He just walked away. He's been given multiple opportunities. He made his choice, and there's a lot of people that are going to maybe play the violins for him and feel bad for him and say, we should wait and see. All right, we can wait and see all we want, or we can actually acknowledge what we did see, which was a guy walking out on his team in the middle of a game, throw his apparel into the crowd, and leave his team hanging when they really needed him. Yeah, it Period. was Mike Evans. It wasn't Tom Brady. My bad. It was but, Mike but Evans. He, but Tom Brady did check on yeah, him. Did, Tom Brady did yeah. check on him, but the footage was was Mike Evans. It's so. just like, I, I mean, at some point, man, and, and anybody who's ever dealt with somebody who's had issues, and I have, family members that have that have you know major addiction issues, all, all of that stuff. So I, I have intimate knowledge with how this works. At some point, you can't help everybody. Nope. They gotta want to help themselves. Help and and until but he the- doesn't in his mind, he doesn't think he needs help. He doesn't think that he's he does not think that he is a detriment. He does not see himself as a liability. <laughs> and that's why that's where the alternate universe that some guys his success has has ultimately been probably his biggest it will be his biggest undoing because of the amount of success that he's had and the amount of influence that he's been able to create during the course of his career. It has led him to live in a universe where all things that he does are acceptable. Yeah. You're wrong. If you, if you're sitting here saying something about AB that isn't correct, you're wrong. Yeah. You're incorrect. Yeah. And, and that's where the issue comes in. It's uh, just a, uh, a a crazy, crazy story to, to monitor, but uh, but here we go, the Antonio well, Brown. Uh, before you do the read, here's the conclusion of, of, of being an I person in uh, ultimate team sport, is your teammates will ultimately look at you like you have 15 eyeballs on your head as you're doing what you're doing and acting out the way that you're acting out, and then you lose the sanctity of, and the integrity of what being a teammate to those team members represents. Yeah. And you have alienated yourself from that group, right? Yep. And then now you have to live with the fact that a team stayed together in a in a game where they were losing. They stayed together and they still won the game. Yeah. So this is an in spite of situation. It's not like A.B.'s tantrum and and meltdown if we want to call it that costed them the game it's like oh gosh we lost our we it'd be the equivalent oh gosh we lost tom brady tom brady had a meltdown right they were still able to win the game this is you you have been a fill-in piece from the time you've got there and whether that's a part of it that that led to you not feeling a certain type of way that you're not getting the type of attention or being treated the way that some of these other guys are being treated or getting to your your incentives and, and escalators, whatever it is, the game still went on. They still won the game. Yeah. And you lost the trust of everyone in that locker room. Yeah, think about that. Yeah, a lost was uh, a lot was lost uh, in that uh, situation. I we'll lost have, uh, respect. I'll, I'll be honest. I lost a ton of respect for him. I think I think a lot of people I don't did. even I don't even know him. I've 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 interviewed him a few times. Don't know him intimately, but I lost a ton of respect for the person that I thought or the player 
person that I thought he was when he did. I gave him a lot of reprieve in, uh, in situations past, a lot of, lot of you know, a lot, lot of lost respect. It's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio brought to you by Discover. Real credit card questions require real people. Someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Uh, up next, uh, one of the surprises of the NFL and a wild one. We'll get into all that for you right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, job, Fox Sports Cindy. Radio. Um, coming up in uh, 15 minutes from now here on FSR, uh, Lavar's going to have to answer for somebody. Uh, he's going to have to answer questions, uh, hard-hitting questions, because there was a moment in the NFL yesterday uh, that he would have intimate knowledge of. So we will get into that for you here uh, on FSR. So the, um, the Cincinnati Bengals are AFC North champions. And they look good doing it. Damn right. Congratulations to the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't want to hear anybody uh, talk about, well, they need to not throw the ball when they're up by that much against the Ravens. This team's been bullied, picked on, made fun of for years and years. The franchise, Joe Burrow's knee collapses last year. Uh, He's out for an extended period of time. They were criticized for, you know, myself included. I'll call myself out on it. I thought them taking Jamar Chase as opposed to Panay Sewell and with the pick that they had there I thought was a mistake. Jamar Chase is a stud, a flat out superstar and Cincinnati gets it done yesterday. Got a little dicey towards the goal line but ultimately uh, they figure it out and I actually come away from that game not feeling bad about Kansas City and feeling pretty good about both those teams. And if we could get that in the AFC Championship, and I don't know what the path would be like in order for it to, to get there, but if you could get that those two teams again, LeVar, in an AFC title game, I'm in, man. That was a lot of fun. Uh, let me tell you, my takeaway from that game was, oh, good Google moogala <laughs> Joe Burrow looked like the best quarterback in the National Football League. Hey man, he's good. He's just good. And, and and I I'm not saying I'm not saying that to say he is. I'm saying we look at Patrick Mahomes and we have stroked Patrick Mahomes for the last two years. And rightfully so. And I watched that game yesterday and then watching the way Burrow operated was Ridiculous. Yeah. The things that you see Jamar Chase do. Somebody said Jamar Chase reminds them of Jerry Rice. I forget who it is that said it, but it was a credible person that said it. And they said that Jamar Chase reminds him, reminds him of Jerry Rice. And watching the way Jamar Chase owned that game and dominated the game. I mean, there was a play at one point in time where there was at least seven defenders around him. They they stopped it. They showed it. It was like seven, eight defenders that were close to him, and he still pulled out and scored, scored a touchdown on that particular play. The fact that Joe Burrow, in a head-to-head game that had so much riding on it for both teams, for him to throw for, for 446 yards, to throw for four TDs, and if we're comparing – Pat Mahomes only threw for 259 he yards. He outplayed Mahomes. There's no way around Two, it. Uh, uh, listen to what I'm telling you. 
like doubly yes. outplayed him. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, like if we're saying again, let me go back to my original point. If we are saying that Patrick Mahomes is the best in the game, which I say it's Aaron Rodgers. Which, by the way, I hope we get to that because yeah. that is a grown man. Yes. Um, him and Devontae. But if we're talking about this game where we're like the red hot Chiefs, the red hot Chiefs got to play or going to play the Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati, Joe Burrow put on a clinic of epic proportion. And I, I always thought he was good, but to see him in that environment and do what he did, the stage was not too big for him. They they hit the get the gap, get the gap, get the gap, get the gap <laughs> when they won the national title. Yeah. Him and Jamar Chase reenacted winning the national title. They were smoking their cigars. They was doing get the gap dance in, in, in the locker room. Somebody said, was it Brady that said, get ready because you're going to see some amazing football with Joe Burrow and it was someone else, I believe, he said. Maybe it was Lamar Jackson in the AFC. And we don't know what they're going to do with Baker Mayfield, but if they can get healthy and Baker can stay healthy and they, they could catch some breaks. You, and you're talking about three teams that have have elite quarterbacks in one and one division, and and that's pretty exciting to see. I think, and I'm hesitant to say this, but as of right now, in this moment, Cincinnati's got the best quarterback in that division because Lamar Jackson's hurt. I'm not. I'm cr- credentials, all of that. I side with Lamar Jackson. You know, uh, MVP, all that stuff. But as it stands right now, Joe Burrow's the best quarterback in that division. I mean, and, and I and I don't. Joe know. Burrow was the best quarterback in the national, well, second best quarterback in the league yesterday. Yeah, and and here's the the one thing about Burrow, and I remember talking to Bucky Brooks about this, and you know, former scout and scouted for a couple of teams. Uh, great dude, and him and I did a show together for uh, like three, four years here on Fox Sports Radio. No, 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 listen, no, no, listen. Just uh, you know, I'm just letting you know. I get rather be sitting here with Bucky. No, I'm just saying, letting you know, I get around a little. Shots out, you know, I get around. Oh, you got, you know, people. So he, I remember him telling me the one hesitation when it came to Burrow for some people is why was there such a jump in his performance from one year to the next to where he had that final year as you mentioned they win a national title there's the argument that that's the best season in the history of college football. I don't know that's an argument yeah I think, I, I think factually speaking yeah it was unbelievable yeah there's never been and, a season and like the that. thought was well why was there such a jump you know maybe not that it was a fluke but you know was it just the town around him all I know is this. You are what's around you from in the NFL more often than not. And what's around him, it works. And and he they are loaded on offense. I don't know that this is a year they're actually going to be a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Um, it, 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 we, I've always felt there seems like they're a year away. But what we saw yesterday, if that's a glimpse into whatever the future is in Cincinnati, this is a damn fun team to watch. They're going to be really, really fun and a tough out in the postseason for whoever gets them. And, and just seeing Zach Taylor – 
which which is exhibit A in patience with an organization. He he had six wins through two years as a coach. Mm-hmm. In most places, they'll bail on you. But Cincinnati has shown, with all the loyalty they showed to Marvin Lewis, hey, if you're our guy, we're willing to stick with you, and, and we're willing to ride this thing out. They, they've they ridden this thing out. Zach Taylor's done a phenomenal job, and the Cincinnati Bengals are AFC North champs. Yeah. Just, it, just imp- really impressive from top to bottom. You know, give the Bengals' defense a ton of credit as yeah. well. Yep. Uh, they they found a way to to limit the big plays. They found a way to to limit guys like Tariq Hill uh, and Travis Kelsey. I mean, Kelsey got touched down into the end zone, but Tariq Hill didn't, and their numbers were were very um, pedestrian. So when you think about the fact that this was a, a as close a game as it was that 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 conversation that we've been having the narrative of Kansas City being able to win those ugly games you know i thought coming into the playoffs coming down this home stretch i thought there were two teams that could play against Kansas City on the AFC side and i made that very clear i said number 1 i thought that the Colts would be that they took it on the chin this this weekend mm-hmm. And I thought that the Buffalo Bills would be one. They they showed up this weekend. You know, the Buffalo Bills are like two face. You just don't know which side you're going to get. You you don't know what team you're going to get. That concerns it, it, me. It's from one drive to the next with them. It's, it's it's it concerns me. The Bengals are a very intriguing team to me today. Intriguing in the sense that. Is their defense good enough to give them opportunities? And is Joe Burrow and Chase and and this offense of Cincinnati, are they good enough to actually contend in the AFC this year? Because if you if you think about it from my perspective, you just beat who we felt was going to be the the favorite to go and they still probably are the favorite in the AFC yeah. to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. But you just beat them in a game that had playoff seating uh you know what's that called, you know, things that were ensuing Yeah, from, they you know, I mean they were trying to clinch implications. the one seed. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Implications were a part of this this game. So this wasn't a throwaway game. You can't look at this game and say, you know what? The Bengals won the game because Kansas City is focusing in on the playoffs. This is a real game. This was a real game. Yeah, a real game. And and, and, and they won and, it. And also on the Jerry Rice comp when it comes to Jamar Chase, I also think some of the similarities between the two are the fact that Jerry Rice early in his career had the drops. And it was like a big thing for him mentally. And you remember before the season? Oh, you were going crazy about it. Yeah, I might have. How I mean, listen, a, you know, just have I mean, another drop with your game. Uh, yeah, I do. You know, I mean, you, I think, you know, we were looking for uh, stuff to talk about. We were waiting for a season and there was yeah. no Dak Prescott End contract. Uh, you know, why not? We're trying to fill time here on Fox Sports right. Radio. So I think a lot of people made a big deal about it. And then he gets to the regular season. And what he did yesterday was just uh, just phenomenal through and through. Uh, all right. It's a uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Jonas. Knox with you here on FSR. Coming up next, uh, Lavar's got intimate knowledge on a situation that could have gone very, very wrong in the NFL yesterday. We'll get into that for you right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern.
3 a.m. Pacific. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byer. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup. Sit, starts, fantasy football players rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts two pros and a cup of joe fox sports radio lavar errington jonas knox with you here on fsr coming up top next hour here on fox sports radio we're going to get into one team uh that is one of the most frustrating teams in the nfl to try and figure out uh it'll be yours uh, in a little over 10 minutes from now here on fsr by the way we are brought to you by discover if you're a valued customer you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company and that's why discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year discover exceptionally common sense Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Sometimes you can't get to everything in the world of sports or entertainment. Good thing the guys are here to bring you in case you missed it. And for that, we turn it over to our executive producer, Lee DeLap, to find out what the hell is going on, Lee. You guys, in case you missed it after the you guys, in case you missed after the Eagles win at uh, over Washington at Washington, fans uh, were were praising Jalen Hurts as he left the field. But unfortunately, the railing collapsed where five fans fell about six feet to the ground just in front of Jalen Hurts. Luckily, everybody got up, not hurt, and got a nice little photo op with Jalen. Uh, Lavar, that might is that the worst stadium in the NFL? You played? I there. don't know. That place is a dump. I don't know. I, I, you know, I haven't been there in years. I mean, but uh, no. Like, uh, first of all, it could have been. You got to uh, keep in mind. I, I was around when RF- some old stadiums were. No, I R- never RFK. played at RFK. Right. That's what I grew up on. I what, never what, played what, at. What about RFK. Joe Robbie? You played Joe Robbie? No, maybe. I all right. Not. Uh, no, but no. by the way, this. It, it could have been really bad had he had Jalen Hurts been on the left side when you watch him walking out and that collapse. That would have collapsed on him. Mm-hmm. But he happened to be on the right side, so they ended up missing it. But then you know they obviously, guys, you mentioned got the photo op and all that. But what a disaster, man! Like, are they not like that's the same place where they thought there was a sewage leak a couple of times this year, uh, where we had the controversial uh, was the guy wearing a Lavar Arrington number fifty six jersey? As it turns out, he was. Uh, Lavar was in denial for all. All that, um, but man, what what a hellhole that place! I, I think is. there was also probably a majority of Eagles fans at this game over. Washington yeah, that's a good fans. point. Uh, yeah, there's there's that as well too. Yeah, hmm. the uh, the WFT fan base uh, seemed like they're a bit uh, bit over it at this. The point. WTF fan base? The, yeah, that too. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's uh, okay. yeah, it's uh, seem they seem like they're a bit over the situation uh, in <laughs> <You> Washington. <think? laughs> Some people have been over that situation. What else we got, Lee? But you, we'll get we'll get the rest of it from that tell-all book. <laughs> Next season, <laughs> it's 2022 yes, now, so we're course. on the clock for yeah. it to come out. Yeah, you know right. The I countdown mean? is on. Yeah, <laughs> you guys. In case you missed it, <laughs> Jay Glazer is reporting that uh, Bruce Arians suffered a partially ruptured Achilles tendon a couple weeks ago and has been hiding it, um, but is uh, is dealing with it the best he can. He got hit on the sidelines. Is that when it happened? Are we are we aware of that? 
it, I, I think I, what, somebody, yeah, somebody did hit him on roll the up on the sidelines. Yeah. I, now I noticed that he was limping as he was at the, as the game ended last week, and he was walking off. And and I thought, oh, okay, well, that seems like that injury is kind of bugging him a little bit, or it might have been the week before, whenever it was. Um, but didn't Joe Paterno get his knee blown out on the sideline? He had to sit up in the uh, the box, the press box, for a whole like. For a long time, I mean, like I his, say the whole season. like his knee got caved yeah, in. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. He got he got obliterated. Yeah, um, uh, as, as as Finley would say, he got eviscerated. Yeah, on the there's sideline. that. Uh, yeah. There's uh, that from uh, hey, that's the way you do it. Keep in mind, now that we're talking about Bruce Arians, last week, AB had a meltdown, kind of, sorta. In his interview, when they were asking him about, uh, it's all drama with you guys. Yes. It's all drama with yes. y'all. The, Every time I turn around, all they were asking it was just a simple question. The the reporter asked. Yeah, them. there there were he was si- popping off. There were signs and indicators that uh, we were on the, the verge unraveling. Of the yeah. unraveling was <laughs> taking place right in front yeah. of us. Yeah, there there were indicators that this was going to go uh, next down question. In a he way. hit him with the next question. Oh man, I just uh, it's so funny the whole thing. Uh, all right, now what else we got? You guys, next week we have a chance to see history in two different ways with Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup has a chance to pass Michael Thomas for most catches in a season. He would need 11 catches to to catch him at 149. And he has a chance to catch Calvin Johnson's record of 1,964 yards. He needs 135 yards to do that. He's done both of those three times this season. He's had three uh, three games with 11 catches, three games with 135 yards. Okay. I'm not not trying uh, to be negative here. Okay. All right. But... Tis the season. I mean, he does have an extra game to work with. Exactly. So you know, I'm just you know, I mean, it's I don't I don't I don't look at it as the same. Michael Thomas with 149 receptions in in 17 weeks is crazy. In 16 games, that's cra- that's almost 10 yard 10 ga- catches a game. Uh, but they didn't really have much else working with him. So Fair enough. There's that. Fair enough. Yeah, I'll take that. I don't know. I think that that's pretty cool. You know, listening to Dan Patrick, I think Dan Patrick said we would appreciate Cooper Cup more if he wasn't white. I think he said that the yeah, other there week. Yeah, there was somebody else who, uh, who I think it was uh, Greg Jennings was on FS1 uh, last week, and they're like, why, why doesn't he get more conversation about best receiver in the league? And Jennings was like, because he's white. Racist. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's, he's like, we played with Jordy Nelson. We would tell Jordy Nelson all the time, you're a great player, but you don't get the love. It's that so some funny when somebody's do. really good at certain positions positions in the league it's like you're a unicorn if you're white and you're doing it like i know like how we love jason seahorn you know yeah that's a good point i, don't know. I think cooper cup is good no matter if he was red blue or orange fox sports radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app search fsr to listen live